Haziran. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Stuck With Us. I'm Millie. And I'm Soph. And this is episode two. Welcome back. If you listened to our first episode last week, and if you're new here, thanks for joining our ride. Yeah, how exciting. We finally have released the first episode, been a long time in the works, and now this one is up next, I guess. (laughs) And we want to say thank you to everyone who has jumped right on board with this project that Soph and I are working towards. It's a bit of our passion project and for people to say they like it and to people for people to say that they're looking forward to the stuff we're coming up with. I mean, that's that's what we were hoping for. Yeah, we've had some really, really lovely feedback and we really appreciate it. So please send it our way because we love hearing what you think of it. Before we get into anything further with this episode, which I'm sure you are all waiting for our interview guest that you can read in the title, we want to give a massive shout out to two people in particular. Yeah, so we've obviously got some really exciting design work in our cover and some great musicians that have done our uh, transitions and our intro music for us. So I think we'll start off with uh, Alia or Alia in mm-hmm. illustrations on Instagram Um, Alia designed our entire cover for us, the full logo, everything, and did the most amazing job. And then our intro music has actually been done by a band that you'll actually hear a little bit about in the coming weeks. So that's a little spoiler alert Mm -hmm. for you. Millie, do you want to explain? chat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so our music is done by a band from Ballarat named Gangs. Um, We came across them earlier in the year and they were so great for us to be able to use their music Um, so we can put their name out there, but also they can help complete the vibe that Soph and I were aiming for in this podcast. Their work will be showcased in the coming weeks when we have a cheeky chat with them. But until then, you'll just have to stick around um, and keep vibing to the tunes when you press play on our podcast. Yeah, so all the music you hear on our podcast is by gangs. So go check them out on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, literally anywhere where you can find music because uh, they deserve every single bit of love and listening that they get. Exactly. So thank you to Alia and gangs. On that note, let's get into our good vibes. Yes. How exciting. You can go first, Soph. So I've come in with like really good, good vibes this week. Okay, so my first good Mm -hmm. vibe is a book that actually came in the mail yesterday. Um, I read the first one about a year ago and I loved it. So it's Hank Green's uh, A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor. So the first one was called A Truly Remarkable Thing from Memory. And it's like an alternate universe, but also a social commentary on social media and how it impacts people and audiences and everything. And the first book was insane like blew my mind shocked me and so the second one arrived yesterday I made a little bit of a start on it last night and it's already awesome I've heard really good things about it so that's my good vibe that really excited me yesterday when it came in the mail um love it yeah so then my funky fresh try is music 
So I listen to a lot of really weird stuff. We've already spoken about this. I kind of like branch out into a whole load of different areas. And one band that came on oh, band, one musician that came up on my recommended on Spotify this week was the musician Lizzie McAlpine. And she's just released a new album called Give Me a Minute. And I'd never heard of her. I She'd never been on my radar. Um, and I listened to the album through and I was hooked after the first song. There's one song called Nothing Slash Sad and Stuff. And it is insane. Like it's it's really nice, like singer songwriting stuff. Mm-hmm. Really cool, really chill, but also got a really good beat. So I that was my funky fresh try. I completely came across it and loved it. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. I haven't heard of her, so love it. Yeah, um, And what's sure. your It Blew My Mind? Okay, so my It Blew My Mind. I actually went researching for It Blew My Mind this week instead of doing, like, <laughs> my own fitness level because, yeah, <laughs> questionable. Don't want to keep bringing that up. So the thing that blew my mind this week is that apparently bigger forks lead you to eat less. I am one of those people who likes small forks so I saw this fact and I was like I've been attacked (laughs) yeah so people who have bigger forks that they Mm -hmm. tend to eat less because they've got more on their forks so they think that they're eating more does that make sense so they'll like be eating like while they go (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry for just looking at me trying to process this right now but keep with it keep with it so it's I think it's just like one of those mind things. Like, you know how when you like, you don't want to eat the rest of your food, but you're pretending that you've eaten some of it and you push it all to the side and it looks like you've eaten loads. It's that same kind of like mind game, but with a fork. (laughs) Interesting. And it's so bizarre. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, wow. This is why we have this as part of our segment. Because it says a lot. (laughs) I will, I guess I'll go into mine. Yeah. So... My good vibe this week, and I think I am a bit late to the party with this one. I think with everything going on at the moment, you just want something that is pure and innocent. Ooh, okay. And I found out this week that you can still view the Phillip Island Penguin Parade oh, while in lockdown. So cute. I love that. It just makes you feel so safe and happy and watching all these penguins waddle and do their thing no matter what's going on in the world. And I think that's a great initiative that the organisers have done to make it accessible to people while they're at home. So everyone, if you want to watch something that just puts a smile on your face any night of the week that you need it, Phillip Island Penguin Parade, you can live stream on their Facebook, I think it is. Keen. I'll I'll definitely go check that one out. Like It just seems like it would be so relaxing and wholesome. Yeah, that's exactly all those adjectives put them together <laughs> and it gives you that good vibe of the week. Following up is the Funky Fresh Try of this week and mine is a book that I was very excited when I found out that the authors are putting this together. So if you're into podcasts, you might have heard of the Shameless podcast. It's pretty big and I think it's something that did inspire us to put this together. Yeah, definitely. So the two hosts, Michelle Andrews and Zara McDonald, have actually come together and they've written a book called The Space Between. Long story short, it's about working your way through the awkward stage that is your early 20s. Soph and I are both in at the moment. I assume a lot of our (laughs) listeners are. And they touch on subjects such as love, ambition, mind, body, soul, and 
It's really insightful and it puts a lot of the things that we all feel but can't put into words, into words. And helps you to understand the things that we have to go through and navigate in a really light-hearted way. Even though it's quite heavy topics at times, it is one of those books where you go out when the sun's come out recently and you just get lost in a trance within it. So love it. that's my Funky Fresh try. Everyone get on it. Keen. I think I got it on Audible this week. So I'm keen to listen to it and see how it differs from like reading it as an actual book. To finish, I have my It Blew My Mind. And I have a feeling that Soph and a lot of you guys probably already knew this, but I didn't. Oh my God. So everyone at home, if you have a toaster, this one's for you. I love that if you have a toaster. (laughs) But if you do, go home and check this one out. Your toaster has numbers on it. I found out this week that those numbers aren't just there as a some sort of, you know, vague navigation. They are there because they correlate to the number of seconds slash minutes your toast is down for. <laughs> and then because we've got so much time in our hands now, I checked it. Oh my God, of course you did. <laughs> I'm a light toast kind of gal, so I don't really like to cook it too much. So I put one slice down for one and one slice down for two. Put my timer on. First one pops up at <laughs> 60 seconds right on the dot. The other one at 120 seconds. So wow. I proved it. It's right. If you guys don't believe me, go home and try it. The myth has been busted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, they're my good vibes of the week. Uh, Good mix between the two of us, I think. (laughs) We've got some really, well, we've got some good recommendations in there, I think. And then obviously our Blew My Minds, both of us had some interesting ones. (laughs) I love love this. Um, (laughs) Now, before we get into our first interview, which is what... This podcast is really about, and I, Soph and I are here buzzing to get into it so because excited. we love talking to people, and this person is going to be a chatterbox, we can tell. <laughs> However, we've got a new segment we're going to introduce. During isolation, I think you and I are both people that love to learn things. That's just yeah. who we are. We love learning. We love finding out new things. And so we are going to pose a challenge to you each week to try and incorporate a new word into your vocabulary and we are going to give you that word every week with our new segment called Word Unstuck. Yes. So we're going to take it in turns, I think, to come up with a word. So Millie's come up with this week's one. So the word is promulgate. P-R-O-M-U-L-G-A-T-E. Promulgate. I feel like we're at a spelling bee. (laughs) So this word means to make an idea, cause or belief known to many people by open declaration. Nice. So as an example, our good vibes will continue to be widely promulgated on this podcast, meaning we're going to tell you what we think, our ideas, we're going to make them known, we're going to promulgate them. And continue to promulgate them. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) touche. So there's the word, guys. Um, Hopefully you like this little addition to the podcast. And if you've got any really funky out there words that you want other people to know that maybe we don't know yet let us know send us a dm with that out of the way i think it's time to get into our first official interview with someone we've been dying to speak to
Now, this year has definitely thrown a spanner in the works for any plans people made. Yeah, I think a lot of us will look back at 2020 as a bit of that year, a little bit odd. But as stuck as we've felt or as moody or down as we might have been during this time, 2020 has given a lot of people a chance to really flourish and learn about themselves. Our first guest is someone who has definitely seen a change in their lifestyle this year. She's taken 2020 by the reins and we've got to say, she seems to be thriving. Before 2020, she was working for a mining company and now, thanks to the opportunities presented from the app TikTok, she has over 25,000 followers on Instagram, nearly six times that on TikTok and an invitation to meet the Prime Minister. She's the one who made the Andrew You Don't Run the Press Conference, an Australian social sensation. We are super excited to introduce everyone to Brooke Taylor, also known as Sooklin. Welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. It's so exciting to have you here. How was that intro? Did we do all right? Oh, you gave me so much better than I'd ever give myself. I'm like, oh God, that sounded cool. <laughs> Yay, good start, Soph, good start. We're journalists. Um, I know, I was like, wow, I feel cool. <laughs> we did something right. <laughs> How are you this morning? Very good. I went to Kmart and had a very terrible time because they didn't have any clots in stock. So like it did start the day on a downer, but I got Maccas for breakfast, so I really can't complain. Uh, I've got to say, when I did first reach out to you to see whether you would be on this podcast, I was so shocked that you responded as fast as you did and were as open to the idea of coming on here as you were. Yeah, I, as soon as I got, I, I, I read every single message I get. And if I don't reply instantly, I will never reply. And that's my problem. So I thought, oh yeah, I'll do that. Yep. Okay, cool. Done. And then I just was like, it's fine. And then I thought about later, what did I just sign myself up for? But we're okay. We're here now. <laughs> oh, and we're so happy you are. I actually think that I messaged you. I responded to something you put up on an Instagram story before that. And I think it was about your boyfriend's converse that you got him. And Soph can clarify this and any of my friends listening will as well. I am a cons girl through and through. I don't know if I should say how many pairs are currently in my wardrobe next to me. Too many. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you responded to that. And that's when I think I realized as someone who had been following you, you were as genuine on screen and off screen as we all sort of hoped you were. Oh, I feel like bad sometimes when I don't reply to every DM. Like I read them all. I get to, I probably get like a hundred a day. So I probably reply to maybe 50 of them because some of them are just like a, like a heart react to a story and you can't really reply anything or, but like I try to respond to as many because I'm like, if you've taken out the time of your day to respond to me, then I should respond to you. But yeah, it is sometimes a lot, but I do respond to 90% of them. Love that. So obviously a huge social following now I guess, how did this all happen? How is it you've managed to gain this mass following? The ABC interviewed you. You're, I mean, presumably going to meet the Prime Minister. How, how has this happened? Um, it's a bit weird because I didn't actually have social media before this year. I only got it in March. Uh, before that, I was a very anti-social mediaist. I said, get rid of social media. It's the worst thing ever. And then the first like lockdown happened and everyone was like home doing nothing. And I worked in mining. So I worked from home and all of my friends and family were all apart from me. So I was completely alone for 12 weeks and I was so bored, like extreme bored. And I'd watched everything on Netflix. And then there was one day I was like, you know what? Every TikTok, there's a, you know, when I don't know if you've 
bit on your for you page when you first get on TikTok and it's just dancing and it's so yeah. crap because it's like I don't want to watch 12 year olds dance like great for like 10 seconds but after that I'm done so I was like hey let me just make something funny and I tried to make something funny and it didn't do well and I was like oh I can do better than that and I just kept like challenging myself to just post things funny and then obviously the Scott Morrison press conference came out where he started yelling at a journalist and I thought oh you're kidding me and I found that so funny and I messaged one of my friends about it and they hadn't seen it and then I realized no one really watches politics that's a bit weird but because I had watched it over and over again I just remembered the whole press conference because nothing else to do um so then I just recorded myself doing it the voiceover and then I posted it I left it didn't think anything about it and then I came back the next day it had a hundred thousand views and one comment from a girl saying your TikTok is on the project and I wanted to die. <laughs> I remember watching that when it was when it was on the project and I just could not stop laughing because I was like, this is brilliant. I do have to say it almost, because when you did release that specific TikTok, the one that I guess, you know, to be a bit cliche, blew it all up. It almost feels like you paved the way for Australian politics to become a topic that Australian youth were wanting to engage with on platforms like TikTok. Have you always had that interest in politics and that political landscape? Or was it something that, like a lot of us, we really had to become interested in when COVID-19 arose? Um, Probably not. So I've kind of always been a nerd, so to speak. Like I always wanted, like I have to know everything. If there's like a tiny bit of information about something, I've got to know it all. So when COVID started happening in China, I watched every news document about it from... uh, March? No. From January onwards. So before it even hit Australia. And I went and stockpiled canned food before it had even hit here. <laughs> my family believed me. And then when lockdown happened, I was like, look at me and my tomato soup. I'm good. Um, <laughs> politics has always been like a big part of my life just because like I love to know what's going on. And like if I don't feel well informed, then I feel like I'm going to get into a conversation and embarrass myself because I'm anxious as hell. So I'd always watch politics, always loved it. But then obviously when COVID happened, it meant that there was so much more of it and I had nothing else to watch. So I would just be watching. I had ABC on constantly and ABC News is just constantly playing, constantly talking about things that there was always things happening. So I was always in the background, but I guess things got like very heightened and exaggerated when it was just kind of all you could consume. And what was it kind of like meeting? I mean, Andrew, you don't run the press conference. You got to meet Andrew Proven via Zoom. That was very exciting, but a bit stressful because... I kind of memed him as well, Un, like <laughs> unknowingly, like put him in the circumstance of, oh, I've accidentally blown your life up too. Now everyone knows who you are. And it was kind of like, is he going to hate me? Because he's quite a very um, professional man and he's like worked very hard his career, award-winning journalist. And I was like, have I just made fun of him? But he was very, very good, like responsively. And he was so lovely. And all of his team like messaged me to reach out to see if I wanted to interview. And they were all so kind. And it was kind of a surreal experience thinking, okay, it has had a bigger impact than just like my circle of friends. Like, cause there was a certain time where I just found it weird. Like I found it cool that my family seen me on TV. I was like, oh my God, look, it's me on the project. <laughs> and that was cool. But then knowing that there was like people in Canberra that see Scott Morrison know me. And I'm like, what, why do you know me? I'm just a little girl from Gosnell. It's like, you shouldn't know me. That's weird. So yeah, it was really cool. And he seemed to be such a good sport about it all too. He was. And like, he started making jokes then about it. And like, there was one press conference where he started his words and made a mistake and you could just see in his face, he knew I was going to meme him and I felt <laughs> bad. So I didn't do it. <laughs> um, 
from what Sophie and I have sort of been researching and looking into, though, Australian pollies aren't the only celebrities who have seemed to take a liking to you. Is it true that Billie Eilish is actually a bit of a Sooklin fan? She liked two of my Instagram reels and I was like, <laughs> so you think I'm funny? That was probably, I guess I, I kind of thought once I, I stopped doing politics after a while, I don't know if you've noticed, but I stopped posting heaps mm. of politics because people would just come for me and want to know my like political stance, but I didn't think that was relevant mm. to tell people, so I didn't. Um, and then, so I stopped posting so much about politics and just started posting more comedy, similar style, like my kind of humour. And then I posted some of them to my Instagram reels and obviously just thought, because with TikTok in Australia, it just kind of goes to Australian audiences. Like my following is 95% Australian. I don't ever expect it to go outside of Australia. So to see that it came up on my feed, and because I only have notifications on to see anyone that I follow, if they like my stuff, I get a notification. So I was just like yeah. sitting on my phone and it came up as like Billie Eilish liked your reel. And I was like, Billie Eilish liked my reel. <laughs> what? And then I clicked on it and it was like verified. I kept clicking, you know how you can click on their account through the likes? And I was like, yeah there's got to be a glitch in the system. There's a glitch. There's... And then it came up that she liked another one and I was like, so we're like best friends now. Like, when are we hanging out? Do I call LA or do they call me? What happens now? <laughs> well, because even I, I saw you post it on your Instagram story and I'm thinking, has she, is this, surely it's like a Stan account or something. And then you went into it and it happened again. I'm thinking, whoa, Suklin, she is blowing up. She's an icon. Just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> I feel like if you ever say anything good about yourself, people are like, oh, you're so up yourself. And I'm like, it's a joke. I don't think that. But the fact that Billie Eilish, like my real, my partner kind of gets, uh, not annoyed, but I always just go on about like small things. I get very excited over the little things. I'm that weird person. Like if I'm milk's on sale, I'm like, woo! So as soon as Billie Eilish liked my real, I was like, the world's over. I don't need anything else. I'm good now. I've retired. I'm living in a small town, that's it. I'm never producing any more content because I've made it. <laughs> I mean, really, there's no higher peak than getting approval from Billie Eilish. Absolutely. Like, I follow, I've followed her forever. I love Billie Eilish. I have her merch and she likes me. <laughs> we thought that ScoMo was going to be the pinnacle. <laughs> so did I. I was like, ScoMo said in the press conference that I was funny, but Billie Eilish likes me, so it's fine. <laughs> So 2020 has definitely included a fudge ton of changes for you. Obviously, blowing up as an influencer was one aspect, but you also moved across the country for love in the middle of a pandemic. Tell us more. Oh, uh, yes, uh, the dreaded move. Um, so I've <laughs> never really loved, like I love Perth as a place, but I've never really felt like Perth's my home. I always used to travel. Like I've been to like 35 countries. Traveling is what I do the most. I never spend time at home. Um, so when the lockdown and pandemic happened, I was kind of like, oh, what do I do here? I don't know what to do in Perth. Don't have any friends here. That's a bit weird. And I spend a lot of time on social media. And there was one day this man followed me on Instagram and I was like, profile picture, kind of cute though. And because my following is 90% female, when I see a man follow me, I'm like, is he lost? Does he need help? Does he need assistance <laughs> on the way out? It's okay. I'll help him. And I clicked on his profile and I was like, wow, he's really cute. And I'm very obnoxious and very... Um, upfront and he posted on his Instagram story music video coming out next week and I, was, I swiped up and said can I be in your next one just I thought it was funny because I'm that kind of person he followed me so he obviously likes me so I'll do it and he replied saying yes and I thought oh, okay um, and then we back and forth talked for about two weeks not even no more than two weeks 
and he jokingly said, would you move to Melbourne for me? And I thought, oh, okay. It was only two weeks, bear in mind. Like, it wasn't long. It was two weeks. And I was like, all right. So I told my mum, like- hey, mum, on Saturday I'm moving to Melbourne. There's been people that I've spoken to and I've had to wait more than two weeks to even agree to go on a date with them. <laughs> yeah, I don't work like that. <laughs> I'm like, two weeks? No worries. I've quit my entire role in my job. I've quit my life, left my family, and I now have moved to Melbourne. But then I obviously didn't move to Melbourne. But I, uh, so I flew into Melbourne on that Saturday when I told him I was going to. He's like, okay, I'll pick you up from the airport. And I was meant to stay in Melbourne City, just in a hotel for like two days. And then we're going to decide what we're going to do next. And it was going to be staying in Melbourne. And I was just going to get a job there because, yeah, you know. And then Melbourne started like peaking in COVID again. <laughs> and he was like, oh, it's really bad. I was meant to, because we were meant to go to the snow for my birthday because it was about the time when my birthday was about to happen and yeah so Melbourne's COVID hit really bad and we're like we'll go to the snow and then we'll go visit, visit your family because his family lived up in Byron Bay and I was like yeah I'll come with you that's fine I've never met them before but it'll be fine and then his mum broached the idea of maybe you should stay here a little while whilst COVID happens so then we ended up moving in with his family and I so I met the guy two days later I moved in with him and his family <laughs> all within three weeks of ever meeting him on Instagram I mean, that's, that's real connection. What was it? What was it that really made you think, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do it. I think because he already knew me. So he had followed me since the Andrew ScoMo thing, which was all all the way back in March. So he followed me on TikTok then, but didn't follow me on Instagram until three months later. So he had kind of seen all of the crazy side of Brooke. So he knew what he was getting himself into. And I'm a bit of a handful. Um, so if someone sees that and actively thinks, oh, I like that, they either have the same issues as me or they're just a lot more mature. Turns out he has the same issues as me. Um, and we were like, we just, we, we, we started FaceTiming once I DM'd him on Instagram. We started FaceTiming that night, every night for the, like the first two weeks. So like, for like six hours, we'd be on FaceTime to each other every night. And it's kind of like when you start speaking to someone and you're like, okay, no, this person gets me. Or like when you meet a best friend and you're like, yeah, no, we're going to spend all of our time together. Like it was just kind of like instant, okay, no, this feels really right. And I was like, what's going to, like, what's the worst that can happen? It's already a pandemic. I'm just going to move. If it really turns out that bad, at least I've got a content to make about it. (laughs) Yeah. I do feel like you, what separates you from a lot of influencers, for lack of a better term, I don't know if you want to take that one on, but... Something that does make you stand out is how genuine you are and speaking to you today, it's quite clear that there's not necessarily a filter on your life. You are who you are. My life is what it is. Take it or leave it. If you want to follow my content, you follow my content. So for you to have someone and to have found someone in 2020 that respects that, but more than respects it, loves it, congrats. Thank you. Yeah, it's a bit weird because I, I feel like every time you look at, this is the reason why I didn't like social media. It's like, I used to have a small following. I had like 3,000 followers and I was always in like, I was always looking perfect. I always had makeup on. I would Photoshop my body. Like I was always this perfect version of myself. And I remember I was speaking to a guy once and he was like, oh, before I met you, I just thought you were going to be this real stuck up girl, like so materialistic. And like, I'm so far from that. And once he said that to me, I was like, oh my God, people really think I'm like that. So that's why I started hating social media. I was like, we're not ourselves. Why are we doing that? Like, it's just making a fake character. Um, so that when I went back on, I was like, well, I'm just going to post everything because if I post everything, then 
you get to see the good, the bad and the really ugly. Um, so I did that. And then I met Mike, who's very much the same as Mike is very Mike. <laughs> um, while we are sort of, it's actually a pretty good segue into the next topic we wanted to speak with you about, um, that authenticity you have on your accounts. Um, one aspect of that that I am referring to is how real you are when it comes to mental health, your own mental health um, and the experiences of people around you. Can you share with us why you feel it's so important to communicate your experience with your audience? Um, I think because growing up, I never seen anyone with mental health problems that was like similar to me. Like everyone that I seen with mental health problems, there was only the extreme. Like if you had mental health issues, you were in the hospital and like you were really, 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 really ill. And there was like no like living a normal life. Like you were either hospitalized or you didn't have mental health problems. So I never seen someone that had depression that still lived a normal life like it didn't that didn't correlate to me so I never like asked for help for like four years um so then when I finally did and I realized that no this is really normal so many people have this like one in five people have a mental health illness and I thought and no one talks about this like why are we not why are we not discussing this let's just be open about it and everyone in my life had always been taboo of oh just don't tell people you're medicated or don't tell this like you won't get the job if you tell them you have anxiety you won't get the job if you tell them you have depression so I thought well, if we all just say what we have, they probably have something wrong with them too. So like, if we're all just a little bit honest, then we can do what best suits us all. That's such a good way to think about it. I've never really thought about it that way in the kind of like, if everyone just knows everything, then it, it, it actually just the, the, well, not the issue, but the underlying issue of people not talking about it, that is completely eradicated. If we just talk about it, everyone just does it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the more you talk about things, the easier it gets. Like another thing that isn't really talked about is like when you are an influencer as much as I dislike that word I technically am with like influencers getting paid there's a really great Instagram called the influencer pay gap because influencers across the board are all paid very different and no one talks about what they get paid ever so I always ask my friends and I share with my friends I probably can't say that but I do um, I share with my friends what I get paid and they share what they get paid because the more informed we are the easier we can make informed choices and it's like that with mental health like if I knew that my friend had depression and they weren't getting help, I could just say to them, hey, I went to the doctor for this, but if I don't know they have them, I can't help them at all. So it's like, the more we talk about it, the more we can actually provide what we know. Like we're all more educated than we all think we are. So share your little bits. And can you tell us a little bit more, well, not a little bit more, a little bit about Lip Timber and how you're getting people involved with that? Yeah, so just like sharing awareness about women's mental health, because I think a lot of the time in social media, it is like, there's a lot of like men don't talk about mental health, which they don't, but it also strays away from the fact that women have mental health issues too. And especially like pre and postnatal depression are massive. And especially in a time of COVID, of a lot of the women are having to stay home to look after their children while their husbands go to work and the husbands are still getting to have that social interaction, but the women aren't. So it's like, you're, you're stuck at home with all your thoughts. And the only person you see is your husband who's tired after a day of work. You're going to be so debilitated and yeah your mental health will be lacking and I think Lip Timber is such a great charity to get behind because it just provides like a little bit of a well it's a fun thing to take a photo with a nice lipstick color on obviously everyone loves doing their makeup but it also like does raise awareness about mental health and yeah charity is the best thing to get behind. A great cause and definitely worth looking into for everyone out there so go check out Lip Timber. Um, now something that we do every week on the podcast is we um 
we go through our good vibes of the week. So I think Millie organized you to have a think about your good vibes earlier on in the week if you want to have a go at that. Okay, I've got all three. Um, the first one is the like the good thing that happened to me this week. I went up shopping in a little country town and everywhere is just doing card only at the moment. But this place was cash only. And I wanted these two items. And I was like, oh, the woman was like, oh, sorry, it's cash only. And I was like, oh, I don't have any cash. She goes, do you have any cash on you? And I was like, yeah, I have a dollar sixty. She goes, yeah, that's enough. Here you go. And then she <laughs> gave me my items. And I was like, so I got a jumper and a t-shirt for dollar sixty. That is a deal. Thank you. Done. So that was my good vibe. I was so excited. Um, what I've been in, like, what I've tried this week is watching a new show. I watched The Terrace House on Netflix. It's a Japanese show. So I had to watch it completely with subtitles. Um, and I'm fully invested. Um, it's like, it's basically a house that, like, people move into. Um, and there's six people at a time, they all live there. And it's like, it shows you across a year. So people can move in and out. And it's no script, it's just people living in a house. And it sounds very creepy and stalkerish, but it's uh, so good. I love it. <laughs> Actually, I think I heard someone review that or I saw it on Facebook maybe. And someone compared it to Big Brother, but 10 times better. And it's amazing. It's like you, you're watching people have like natural interactions, but there's no challenges. There's nothing. It's just they still go to work. They still have their phones. They're still living their absolute normal lives, but you're kind of watching them. And they all try and like, they try to match them up so that they'll be like, there's three guys and three girls so that they can date. Um, and I am wholeheartedly invested. I think I'm into episode 14 and there's like 34 or something. Oh and God. I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> there's that many episodes. Yeah, my thing that shocked me um, was that fish have never seen fire. <laughs> They've never seen fire. Think about that. They haven't. Yeah, that's bizarre. I'm sorry, I'm speechless. That's. I was not expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> My brain like doesn't know how to compute it. <laughs> Neither did I. No. I was on Reddit and I was like, that's dumb. And I was like, hold up. <laughs> Fish actually have never seen fire. I just thought, and then I started thinking about other animals and I'm like, what well, has other animals not seen? Make sure to follow Brooke on all of her platforms. Um, they'll be linked on our Instagram page. So make sure to follow us there as well. If you're not already on at stuckwithus underscore podcast. Make sure to also hit that subscribe button on our podcast if you haven't already and if you're liking what you're hearing. We'll be back next week with some good vibes and another special guest. Until then, keep vibing. Thank you again to Brooklyn for joining us here today. Thanks for having me. See you next week, guys. Bye.